Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman. This morning, I'd like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. In these verses, the Apostle Paul learns of uh, something quite scandalous going on in the Corinthian congregation. This whole letter to the Corinthians really is a preparation for his arrival there. See, he'd, he'd gone to Corinth during his second mission helper trip. Now he's on his third mission helper trip, and he's heard quite a few startling and disturbing things about the congregation there. And so he writes this letter uh, in order to uh, rebuke the people for some of these things that have been going on there. Um, we th- you can think of uh, some of them were being bapt- were claiming they were baptized by Peter and by Paul and by Apollos, and so they were dividing into different sects because of that. Um, we c- we're going to see the one today, uh, the account here from 1 Corinthians 5, something that was going on. You also hear about their worship that was going on, that there was... Uh, chaos in their worship services that people were yelling and screaming and and oleolating all over the place and it was not orderly and so um, Paul has a number of things to address the Corinthian church and so at times this this letter is quite harsh and here's one of those harsh sections as well from 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and uh, note uh, a couple things first of all note the the encouraging way that Paul writes and also realize the purpose of what Paul's instructing the people here to do because of the situation so we read It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality is not even named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife. And you are puffed up, and have not rather mourned, that he who has done this deed might be taken away from you. For I indeed, as absent in the body, but present in spirit, have already judged, as though I were present, him who has so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together, along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, Deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of our Lord Jesus. So this is one of the the clearer examples in Holy Scripture of uh, the process of excommunication, that is delivering someone over from the church uh, to, as Paul writes there, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. The other uh, obvious example of this is from Matthew chapter 18, where Jesus teaches uh, the different steps of excommunication. So Paul hears a report about this uh, account of sexual immorality that a man has his father's wife, likely uh, his stepmother. It doesn't say his mother, otherwise we'd, you know, normally you'd think of your father's wife as your mother, but here it says father's wife. So it's generally thought that this was likely his stepmother. But this is still against the Levitical law. Leviticus eighteen eight tells us that uh, this is against God's law, and it's also even as Paul says there, it's not even named among the Gentiles. You know, this is something that even the unbelieving world would not do and would not condone of either. And yet, what does the church do? It says there in verse 2, it says, You are puffed up. These people were proud of themselves because they were tolerating uh, this great sinful act that was going on among them. Um, and you might think to yourself, well, why in the world would they be proud about something like that? And I think the answer to that is, well, look, uh, God teaches us to love all people. God teaches us to share his great love and forgiveness. And so maybe they thought, well, look how loving we are. Look how gospel uh, forgiving focused we are. We can even tolerate this man among us. And Paul's saying that is not love. And that's really misunderstanding love. And I think this really applies 
so much to modern life today, isn't it? You know, how many churches, I've had quite a few members email me about that sparkle creed that took place up in uh, Edina uh, at uh, ELCA church where uh, a creed was spoken about how God was bisexual and how Jesus had two fathers and so forth. Um, and these people are proud about how loving they are and how uh, focused on forgiveness they can be. But rather, what does Paul say? Rather, you have mourned who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. Paul says you should not be proud of this sin in and among you, your people. Rather, you should be mourning and sorrowful of this awful thing is taking place because this is against God's will. This is against God, the way that God created mankind to live and be. And so Paul says, look, um, I've already judged. And it's so interesting, isn't it? Those, the same people who would talk about love and, and forgiveness and um, would, uh, would uh, not condone excommunication as we practice it in our church, they would say, well, you can't judge me. Well, look what Paul says. I have already judged as though I was present, him who has so done this deed. You know, it's not, and Paul's not claiming to be God, that he is the one who judges uh, who's going to spend forever in heaven or who's going to spend forever in hell. He's not claiming to be God who judges. He's saying, I am judging what I see with my eyes, and I know how God judges. And that's why he says in the next verse, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and then later on, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, this isn't something that he's doing because of who he is. This is in the name of Jesus uh, that you're gathering together, along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, it is... It is the work of Jesus to do what Paul is telling the people to do, which is to excommunicate this man. And that <clears throat> brings us to the final point, which is uh, the purpose behind this whole thing. You know, excommunication can seem like such a harsh thing, like a mean thing that, that you're doing to someone who's unrepentant, uh, who is doing something sinful and is not uh, sorry for what they're doing. And at times, it's, a, it's some, of the most, some of the most difficult conversations I've had in my ministry are, are these excommunication cases where you have to go tell that person what you're doing is contrary to God's will and, and word for you. And you are now, uh, as of right now, due to your unrepentance, you are outside of the kingdom of God and heading away from heaven and on the road to hell. It's a very difficult thing, conversation to have because it feels very mean. But in fact, it's not mean. It's loving, isn't it? It's true love. That's the point. Uh, verse 5, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. Why? That his spirit may be saved in the day of our Lord Jesus. The least loving thing we can do when someone is uh, living and acting contrary to God's word, the least loving thing we can do is just let them keep on going. Let them keep on living a different from what God's word uh, intends for them. Let them keep living in the life of sin. But the most loving thing we can do is confront them with that sin, confront them with their their sinfulness, and help them bring them to repentance. And that's the, the neat ending of this story is if you go to 2 Corinthians, you find that, this man uh, repented of his sins, changed his sinful lifestyle, and there uh, the Apostle Paul says, Welcome him back among you. Don't, don't continue to pile on, but rather give him the right hand of fellowship and love, and, and uh, don't be more than he can bear, but uh, uh, rather welcome him back in according to God's love uh, for him, so we also ought to love him as well. And uh, it's, a, it's an amazing story, you know, of really something gross and awful that we don't even really like to think about, and yet through even that, God showed his love and mercy to this man, um, that he, love and mercy in the form of excommunication and kicking him out of the church so that, what, his spirit may be saved in the day of our Lord Jesus. And that's what we continue to do today, is to, to uh, uh, practice this love that God teaches us to, the love of saying no to sin, of saying no to false doctrine, false teaching, and uh, saying yes to saving that soul that God has called us to. 
Um, so we pray that God would continue to, to bless us as we work in the efforts to do that, help us to learn from the example we find in Holy Scripture, and uh, may God bless the work of our hands as we strive to show love in all we say and do, both the forgiving love of God and also the, the tough love at times that needs to be shown as well. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for us in Christ Jesus and rescuing and redeeming us from sin, death, and the devil. Help us never to be arrogant in our ourselves. Help us never to uh, turn away from you or think we don't need your forgiveness. Help us when we are confronted by our sins to repent of our sins and to uh, uh, trust that you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And finally, as we continue the work of our ministry here at Emmanuel, help us and give us uh, wisdom knowledge that we may do all things for your, your the good of your kingdom and that all of us may be blessed by the work of your hands among us. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, a number of weekly updates and reminders for you. This evening, uh, the midweek Bible class, I'll be leading that tonight. We're going to be going through a paper that I wrote earlier this uh, summer for the, or the General Pastoral Conference on the book of Amos. We'll be doing the first chapter of Amos this evening, so I pray you can join us for that again 7 p.m. this evening. Uh, this coming Saturday uh, is our Adopt a Highway. That'll be August 12th this Saturday at 9 a.m. We also will be having a window washing event here at church at exactly the same time. Board of Properties looking for volunteers to come wash windows again August 12th at 9 a.m. Hopefully you can join us for one of those. Uh, next Monday uh, is the Committee of the Congregation, August 14th. Uh, we're going to be discussing the uh, choir policy and fellowship principles that lay, lead to that policy. Uh, next Thursday, August 17th, is the school open house uh, that's coming up very quickly. Hard to believe school is almost here already. Uh, that's that evening, so uh, if you have students, plan on being there for the open house. And then the first day of school, August 21st, we will be having an opening service at 8.30 that first day of school, August 21st. As far as our prayer list for this week, uh, our cancer patients, Carrie Dale, John Hine, Will Rucker, continue to pray for them. Uh, we pray for Margaret Schreier. Margaret uh, uh, fell and broke her hip last week and had surgery to replace the hip. She is now back in Mankato, thankfully, and doing well. So we pray the Lord would bless her in her recovery. Also pray for Colin Schreier, Margaret's grandson, who broke his ankle last week. He had surgery. That surgery was successful as well. Uh, he's going to be in a boot for two months, I understand. So... Uh, thank the Lord for uh, his healing hand for Colin. I also forgot to include this in our weekend prayers this last weekend, but uh, Mount Zion Lutheran Church from Madison Heights, Michigan, where my brother is a pastor, is celebrating their 50th anniversary this last weekend. So we praise the Lord for that. 50 years of God's grace there at, in uh, the Detroit area. And then finally, we continue to pray for the mission in the Philippines. Uh, there's a group there that we are in currently in doctrinal discussions with. Pray the Lord would... Uh, bless them as they deal with the flooding and the uh, hurricanes that have come their way. Uh, we are seeing whether or not we're in doctrinal agreement with them, and they're going through the process with a number of our pastors. Uh, and we pray that is successful, but we also pray that God would, would bless them as they deal with these uh, the large amounts of water over there. And finally, we'll conclude this morning with our hymn of the day, hymn 291, the red hymnal. Lamp of our feet, whereby we trace our path and want to stray. Stream from the fount of heavenly grace, brook by the traveler's way. Bread of our souls, whereon we feed, true manna from on high. Our guide and chart, wherein we read, of realms beyond the sky. Pillar of fire through watches dark, or radiant cloud by day. When waves would break our tossing bark, our anchor and our stay. 
Word of the ever-living God, will of his glorious Son. Without thee, how could earth be trod, or heaven itself be won? Lord, grant us all a right to learn the wisdom it imparts, and to its heavenly teaching turn with simple, childlike hearts. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.